0: Well, welcome to a very special bonus season of The Collective Podcast. We are so glad you guys have trusted us with your time today. You know, earlier this summer, we got our collective women together for a beautiful evening full of worshiping our King and women being able to share tough topics from a biblical world you. And it was an amazing night. It was so amazing. In fact, that we wanted to package them all together so that you can access them anytime. And I'm so thrilled for you to spend the next couple weeks with us just listening to everything that was shared that night. So join us right now as we listen
1: in. Welcome back, ladies. You're listening to The Collective Podcast. I'm your host today, Chelsea Shea Friesen, And we are doing what I think every single one of you have been waiting for for like years. We're going to do a Q&A with some working moms who you just got to hear from in our last podcast, and they taught us about joy. They taught us about how to be servant-hearted in the workplace and at your home. And now we're gonna throw them into the den, and we're going to ask them quick fire questions. Are you girls ready?
2: Let's do it. It okay. (laughs) It just depends. I was like, I don't know how to answer after you said that. That sounds scary. It is scary,
1: but no, what, what I want to start off with is for people who didn't listen to our last podcast, can you give me a 10 second version of who you are and what your job is? Uh,
2: yeah, sure. My name is Essay and I'm a nurse practitioner. I work at Watermark Urgent Care. Big ups. <laughs> I am a mom of two. I have been married to a sweet man by the name of Nosa for 11 years. I am an Enneagram one. The three of us are. And Ooh. yeah, we just love what we do.
1: I love that. What about you?
2: I am
3: Dana. I have been married for almost 14 years. I have four children and I am a customer success manager for a tech company. And I have been a working mom and around Watermark for a long time.
1: What you also need to know is that Dana is an interior designer and her husband is a first responder. So she is like crushing it on all the fronts, Dana. Okay, Meg. Yes, tell us about you. This Let's is go,
0: Meg McCrory and I'm um, a mom of two little girls and have been married almost 8 years to my husband who is a teacher and I get to work in nonprofit development which is just a fancy phrase for fundraising.
1: That's awesome. Um, girls, if you want to learn just some great truth and you haven't already listened to the working mom session on one of our podcasts, I highly recommend it. Go back, listen to these women as they teach us so much about what God has taught them about being a working mom. And we are so excited to be sharing these questions with you guys today. So I'm gonna start us off with question number one. And these are questions, by the way, that we had women write in. So we didn't just come up with these. These were the the most highly demanded, frequently asked questions. So we're gonna kick it off with, why do you think being a working mom in the church is frowned upon?
3: So, I think um, culturally, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of research in this genre, but so we could go back to the fifties and I could give you like the full deep dive of Christian culture. I won't do that. But what I will say is I think the heart started out in a really great place and now it's a little bit messy. And so that's where we are right now with kind of like the mix of old and new ways and all of that. But staying true to the scripture, um, I think it's frowned upon often because um, we interpret a lot of things in Titus 2 and Proverbs 31 about homemaking as literally being makers in the home. Uh, But actually, the time in the Bible that Titus is specifically talking about, that was actually when industry was out of the home. So these women were out actually working at home and raising their children and having lots and lots of employees and things going on in their homes. So, um, knowing that we know that there is freedom to work. We know the things that we have gray areas on, but we also know the black and white based on Deuteronomy six, that God tells us that we are to shepherd our children. And those are our first priorities. And after God and our husband, of course, Um, And I just think that that is where culture has gone, is where women are at home. And that is the best way to love your kids. And that's, you know, in some ways people think the only way and it's not. Yeah,
1: that was exactly what I was thinking is that it is a great way. Like you're meant to care for them. It's just not the only great way. Yeah. So that's an amazing point. Um, I mean, as a new working mom, I'm soaking in everything you're saying because this is one that you're just... Oh goodness, I feel so heavy-hearted about this. Like, am I being judged for this? Is this the right thing to do? Is this the wrong thing to do? And I mean, that leads me actually into our second question: Am I a bad mom because I like to work and have a break from my kids? I need somebody <laughs> to say no. I
2: no, I mean you're it's not. absolutely not a bad thing. I think that I don't know why you know cultural. Culturally, it is frowned upon in such a negative way. I mean, we need to celebrate how God has wired us. And I think it's an honor and a blessing to be able to juggle the flexibility that you have to have to be a working mom.
3: And I love this discussion, even amongst the three of us, because um, we have such different backgrounds. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Essay coming from her culture, it's not even... A topic it's it's not even a question like people just work and a lot of it it's been so good for me to learn from that because I'm over here like oh, I have to work and people think this and she's like yes so like <laughs> why wouldn't you <laughs> you have great gifts that the Lord has given you to share and I think ultimately I love remembering that God picked me to be the mom of my kids essay to be the mom of hers Chelsea to be the mom of hers and God knew our gifts and wants us to use those gifts and knew that our children would benefit from seeing the lives um, that we are cultivating for them with Jesus as the center. It's mm. yeah. good. good. And I think um, just on
0: the topic of providing, like there is, there is a, there's some real need sometimes. I love Dana in the last episode where you talked about just even the makeup of our city and that they're single moms, there are women that, They don't have a choice. They like to to provide for their family. They have to work, and I think there's an opportunity for us to change those perceptions of that being a negative thing. Um, And frankly, it's a privilege in the church that we need to recognize that we think that only women should stay home. Um, To see, to broaden our perspective a little bit, think about our neighbors, think about our community. How are we? perceived and do we want people to be coming and and be a part of our local body we need to be welcoming to that and and shift our perspective a bit and to see that it is a noble thing to be able to help provide literally um, financially um, to be able to provide for them and not just with the love and care and nurture that a mom gives.
1: That's awesome thank you
3: and just to add to this I think one of the biggest things just in all my years of Watermark momming is that we need to work together as stay at home moms and working moms that it's not one or the other that both of our lanes are important and that that has just been the biggest thing i wish i could have told young mom dana that just because you don't look like the girl in your community group who stays home doesn't mean you don't both add to the kingdom Mm -hmm. to community to momming and just i i would love that that is like my biggest heart that we would work better together in our differences.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, we've talked about this, but you're not a bad mom for using your various gifts in various seasons. And there are seasons where God may call you to Mm -hmm. be stay at home if you Mm -hmm. had that privilege. And like you're saying, some women don't have the privilege. They don't have the option. And so if we start incorporating this idea of bad and good into things that we don't often or always have choices with or
0: that aren't biblical or that
1: aren't biblical then it can really destroy the unity that we feel as women in the church who are meant to work together for the glory of god with all of our gifts yeah Yeah. and so sis if you didn't hear this clear enough the answer is no you are not a bad mom for loving your job and for working Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity that is and let's also clarify being a stay-at-home mom is a job oh yeah so we can take a quick break to just lasso you into that conversation as well and if you are wondering hey maybe I don't have the best motives or maybe I just need to check my heart because I'm feeling kind of selfish in this that's a great question to ask and we have a resource on this podcast in our show notes for you to go to it's a chart that a gal created that can help you sort through that exact processing because it is tricky and I think you guys can all test to this, that there's going to be days where you're selfish in this. And there's going to be days where it is the most selfless thing you can do to put the kid in school and leave them. And your heart breaks and it is killing you to have to go to the, the typical nine to five. And so your heart is going to wax and wane. But this chart is just so helpful to give you some guardrails so that while you're walking down this journey, you can assess and be in communication with your community, your husband, if you have one, and the people around you are supporting you to, to help you stay in what you guys talked about, mm-hmm. a healthy, spiritual, mental, and probably let's just add in physical place because it's demanding to have different roles yeah. and different hats that you put on and off. Yes. And so that brings me to question number three. If you are blessed to be in this role and have a husband and a partner, How do you talk with your husband about helping at home when he's also working and you're working? And this is typically the woman's role. And so what does it look like to enter into that conversation? And how do you do it well and honor him in it too?
0: Okay, so in a word, it's team. And I'm gleaning, this is from Jenny Allen, who I get to work with, but she's all about team. And it's taught me so much, Mm -hmm. being in, if gathering, the value of team, of we are equal parts as a team and uh, I think especially when you work you go about you take all the time in evaluating that decision and if you are married your husband is a part of that and there is an agreement that we are working together that we are are now one and so that means when we look at shared responsibilities in the home we're doing that together and that shepherding our children's hearts is no exception. And I think there's a real opportunity there of inviting and Dana talked about in the last episode, but it's a we thing. Like when mom works, it's a we thing. Like we in our marriage, we as a family with our kids, like there's a level of responsibility we're all agreeing to take on. Um, even just broadening that a bit, but I think to be able to look at it is how does this work for us as a team, and what are some successes that we can have just by better realigning some responsibilities
2: that's good um, and I was getting ready to say that like that's just what you do. you talk with him yeah, <laughs> you preach. you're yeah. exactly you're you your husband cannot read your mind, so if you're drowning but he thinks you're thriving, obviously that's gonna be a huge source of conflict that he didn't even know was there. So I think it's um, you know, your responsibility to make sure that you are having those conversations. What that looks like in my home is, um, obviously we, we're talking every day and through the day, um, but we take time aside every week Mm -hmm. To um, Well, we walk every night together and then we take an intentional day each week to make sure that we're communicating. Hey, how's the kiddos? What was challenging for them this week? What was challenging for us this week? How was your work week? Um, Was there any way that I could have supported you better or not? So these are just the normal questions that we'll go through just to allow each other to kind of bring our hearts forward in conversation of like hey I really would have appreciated if you helped with the kids homework on Wednesday I really would have hoped that you would have like washed the dishes so I wasn't up until 10 doing them or whatever that looks like in your home but those are the things you should be doing as a as a couple You, you like you said there is no I in team
1: Man, I love that. And one thing I'm gleaning from what you're saying and just it sounds like you guys are preemptively asking these questions. And so having that touch point planned ahead of time, it gives you the space to know, hey, if we messed up today, I know in a couple of days we've got this touch point where I can let him know in a healthy and calm moment yep. how we could have partnered better. Absolutely. And I think the key thing I also hear you saying just is humility has to be the place with which you lead this conversation and yeah. this he will not know unless you say it and say it clearly they're not mind readers i'm not a mind reader yeah and and quite frankly like that conversation if it's volatile and responsive versus proactive and kind and god Mm -hmm. like blessed
2: yeah
1: they're two different conversations absolutely and quite frankly you're gonna get two very different results if you come into him from those opposing angles and so to have the conversation Mm -hmm. but have it with kindness and not bitterness with like a loaded gun of man this is a year's worth of let's talk it's hey let's proactively set a time to connect and make yeah. a plan and, and be a team yeah. i mean i don't know a single successful team that just like goes out without practice yeah. that mm-hmm. goes out without planning yeah
2: diligence that's
1: beautiful diligence
0: and
2: intentionality beautiful. for sure yeah and a regular rhythm absolutely Mm -hmm. I
1: love that this next question quite frankly when when we were prepping for this made me kind of want to throw up so I want to hear the answer but I'm also like oh I'm so scared of this so how do I avoid my kids as a working mom and this is truly me asking how do I avoid my children feeling like they're less important than this task or this this role that I have. How do I set them up to know they're the most important thing to me, but I also have this other thing that is important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think it makes for stronger kids. And what I mean by that is children uh, can receive, obviously their parents are the greatest example of Jesus's love on this earth to them, but for them to have the opportunity to, um, have exposure and spend time with other people that love them and want to encourage them is going to help them. I, I would say just personally for us, um, our daughter's almost four, and I've seen that she has developed some leadership skills and socialized really well because she's around other kids she's done she does great with sharing because she's with kids outside of our home she has had to learn what it looks like to be respectful to authority because she's having someone else is shepherding her during the day and that has really helped her and how she speaks with other adults because she's around them on a regular basis and so uh, we try very hard to communicate up front so she knows when mommy needs to go and and what that looks like Um, but there's such an opportunity to reaffirm the love and care that her mommy and daddy have for her that's something we talk about on a regular basis and i think it's really about quality over quantity it's not all day but the quality of time I have with her is most important and and she knows mommy's and daddy's phones are down we're not on screens we're around the dinner table we're sitting at night during stories like we are having we are pouring into her love cup in the time that we do have yeah that's
1: awesome
3: and my kids are a little bit older I have 10 7 7 Mm -hmm. and 3 and for us, we have a lot of conversations about this just because they're starting to understand it. And we even talk about the gifts that God has given us and how we're choosing to use them for the world. My husband being a police officer, we talk a lot about the mission of police and how our family feels called together in our work. Um, that we feel very intentionally that the Lord has put this on our hearts and it it's sacrifice for all of us. And seeing their ownership in like our family mission has been everything for it in that they get that their dad is protecting people, that their dad Mm. is getting to share Jesus with people. And during the pandemic, their dad is out when nobody's out. Um, And just how me as the helper partners with him to kind of do the jobs of the season. I, I love what our girls have gotten to see, especially because they're girls and I'm a girl, but um, just how to partner in a marriage, how to use our gifts, and how the world is not revolving around you. <laughs> you're, wow, yeah. you're in the world. And so that yeah. means it, it's not going to always be about you. And I agree with Meg. It's just been such a blessing mm-hmm. to see that play out.
2: Yeah. And I think, I think the most important thing to remember is something that you had said in the talk of just like God has blessed you with these children to steward And so he doesn't make mistakes. And so if you're in a season where you're super busy and you feel like you're not spending that time with your child, um, you know, that's something that you bring up to the Lord. And if your kids are older, like my kids and like Dana's kids, talk to them hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like mommy and daddy is spending enough time with you? If not, what would you like to do with yeah. mommy and daddy? I mean, these are the sweetest conversations mm-hmm. because at those ages, you know, my boys are eight and six. I mean, they're just being honest because they really do want to spend time with you. And nine times out of 10, I will tell you, God has been kind. The kids are like, nope, we're good. I'm okay. Yeah. You are the mom. And you're the one that's like, oh, man, I, I know I haven't mm-hmm. spent a lot of time with them. They, they, don't, they don't see that. They don't see the world like you think they're seeing the world. Um, what you are going to be able to intentional, I think the key word there is intentionality. Like yeah. you said, you're going to have ebbs and flows of seasons where you're going to have lots of quantity, and then there's a, there's going to be seasons where you have to sharpen f- with quality mm-hmm. and, and, and that's yeah. okay. Um, so hear us say like that is okay. That does not make you a, a terrible mom or a terrible mm-hmm. parent because you are off doing what you may feel you're being led to in this season. So I think just being intentional with your child is important.
1: I gotta say, I'm like sitting here and I'm having a hard time staying focused because I'm absorbing so much of what you're saying. And one of the key things that is ministering to my heart is this idea that you're sharing of if you can be intentional with less time, it is still as impactful if you're there with them all day, but you're not proactively engaged. And here, here's one thing I wanna say to the, the moms who are stay-at-home moms who are listening is that men, I I think I could listen to this and be a little discouraged, like, oh, do I need to go get a job if if, if I'm not called to? And I want to take a quick beat and say, there is a time and a season for everything, sis. So don't rush out and feel like, I I think that's the main focus here, is we all have different gifts, different callings, different Mm -hmm. seasons. And quite frankly, being a stay-at-home mom is one of the hardest jobs I've ever had. But what I hear you saying is, as a mom, whether you're stay-at-home, part-time, full-time, whatever, is that finding a place to use your gifts outside the home as well as inside is the way to create and cultivate healthy kids is for them to see you not revolve your entire world around them obviously a lot of it does because that's your role but that's not the only role that you are a woman god has given beautiful gifts to you and he has a path that he wants to see you cultivate for His glory in your house and, and then with your neighbors with your city in your mm-hmm. workplace or if, you're wor- or if you're a stay-at-home mom in how you serve I know one gal in particular who I'm thinking of and she will know it's her who works a <laughs> full-time job here at Watermark basically and is unpaid and I continue to think she's a working mom she might not call herself <coughs> that because she's not getting a paycheck but I think that's a stay-at-home mom who's a working mom and who is just crushing it in how she loves and serves the people around her mm-hmm. that are outside her home and how she searched her husband and her little boy in her home. And mm-hmm. it is jaw-dropping to see her do it. And, and so I just want you as a listener to hear, this is obviously about working mothers, but it's also for the stay-at-home mom. There's so much we can encourage and unite mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. on this front. Yeah. And I'm just so unbelievably blessed by what y'all shared. I think I'm going to have to go home and listen to this like four more times. It's been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this um, is fun. Well, ladies, this is all we have time for today. Thank you so, so much. I mean, it's it's been humbling to get to learn from you. And um, if you're listening and you have any questions, we would love for you to reach out. Again, there are some charts in the show notes you gotta go look at. They're absolutely the most quality content we can put out. And it will be something for you to assess as you go forward as a stay-at-home mom who's considering working or a working mom who's considering your personal health. So. The heart of this podcast is to highlight ordinary women living extraordinary lives of faithfulness, and you three are crushing that, and I'm so ministered to you just by how you're doing it. Thank you for listening. I hope this encouraged you as much as it encouraged me. If you want to learn more about The Collective, you can visit our website, watermark.org slash collective, and please follow us on Instagram because, quite frankly, it is just the best content you're going to find on social media. I'm saying it. I'm putting us up there at the top, and you can find us at watermark underscore collective and be sure to share this episode with someone who needs to hear it today because i am confident whether you're staying home working or anywhere in between that this information will bless you and make you a better mother in jesus christ period if you have any questions about this episode you can email us at collective at watermark.org we'll see you next time on the collective podcast